0: Two six nine four zero nine seventeen seventy six. Today, I'm hearing a spot. This is free talk live. You can take control of the airwaves. And dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various different features that we have there completely free, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. Edmark. Uh, and, of course, you can call in at 800-259-9231. We'll start things out here tonight. With the official news, we heard the news in advance when one of our listeners, TSA George, called in, I think about a week or two ago, uh, to give us the clue that more invasive searches were coming soon to an airport security line near you. Oh, good. Now we'll be safe. Yeah, it, That's right. You weren't safe yet. Now you are safer because they'll be touching more breasts at the, uh, the TSA. <laughs> Uh, in cor- according to the Boston Herald, bostonherald. dot com, airline passengers nationwide will be subject to new, aggressive, and controversial body searches, likened to foreplay pat downs, under the expansion of a program being tested. Foreplay. <laughs> That's what they're calling it. I don't think the TSA is calling it that. I but doubt the, it. the critics are uh, under the expansion of a program tested at Logan International Airport. Beginning Friday, the TSA will start using the new front-of-the-hand slide-down screening technique for passengers at all 450 of the nation's commercial airports.
1: So using the back of their hand wasn't effective enough in missing the 50% of guns, knives, and bombs that they normally uh, miss. It's more important to (laughs) cup someone's breasts
0: than to just touch them with the back of your hand.
1: Yeah, that's not going to work, yeah.
0: The more invasive pat downs, which include over-the-clothes searches of passengers' breast and genital areas, have raised privacy issues among civil liberties advocates. TSA screams, now
1: they're talking about
0: privacy issues. Well, no, they always you know, there's always some objection that is raised. It's just that it's been happening where they take a little step over, you know, after yeah. a little step. There's really just step, nothing
1: that can be done. I mean, I, I, w- what are you going to do? What are you gonna if if you the as a TSA yes you as a citizen if the TSA implements total body cavity searches with rubber gloves uh, and you know KY jelly and a flashlight? I'm to What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving. I don't care. Well, I, I understand that. That's your <laughs> Until option. Until they set up but checkpoints, the TSA doesn't care whether you drive or not. They still get funded. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they still got to be there in case somebody uh, you know wants to get, wants a full body cavity search and, and doesn't mind uh, paying for a, an airline ticket
0: to get it. While it's true that the TSA does, as my understand, it receives some funding from the the taxes that they put on airline tickets. So theoretically, if people were to stop flying, then. Their budget would go down. That wouldn't necessarily last forever because then they'd go to Congress and they'd say, Hey, our budget's gone down because people aren't flying as often. We need more money. And of course, Congress would pony right up. Well, they'd uh, mandate for it, that people
1: so. fly more. <laughs> you think well, no, what they do is they do what you said is they'd, uh, <laughs> we they 'd if everybody 's flying, then we need to watch out for the terrorists that are on the ground uh, we need uh, we need uh, car searches, bus mm-hmm. searches, train searches, sailboat and searches, why not, bicycle right? searches why, well,
0: why not, Mark? because they do it now the uh, the border patrol has they have checkpoints inside the country that, hap- that happens uh within a hundred miles of the southern and northern borders. So that's going on. Yeah, but
2: they're just looking for them illegal immigrants. We don't want none of them around here. They're looking for
0: whatever you'll show them. It's just another step towards total control, towards them implementing, you know, full, like you're saying, full strip down searches. And
1: it's how far away is that? I, do, I don't know whether they'll go that far or not. I'm just using it as, a, as an example. The fact is, there really is nothing that you can do about it. If you're upset by the invasiveness of the TSA, if you're upset by their inefficiency, if you're upset by uh, you know, their existence, whatever it is, if you're upset that they're buying these body scanners, when the security experts say, these multi-million dollar body scanners, when the security experts say that they really do nothing to increase safety, tough cookies there's nothing you can do about it well
0: there's something you can do just not immediately i mean you could move to new hampshire if you love liberty and we could secede right. well so that's, we could say, that's about you, it and screw I mean, you and then we'd have our little manchester airport and uh not have to worry about the tsa anymore
2: mm. except right. on flights to the united states in yeah, which case mandate we go through all the security procedures here
0: then you've got customs to go through yeah. it, uh, at that yeah. point too yay <laughs> Yeah, there is no easy solution to this one. It's going to require a major uh, sea change in in people's mindsets uh, and what they're willing to accept. And I don't see that happening anytime soon. We just read some statistics last night from an ABC News poll that showed... On the positive side of things, people are less trustworthy, you know, less trusting toward the, the system. Uh, they, they, they're not looking at the
1: government as positively as they I used you, to in the past. One thing you could do, um, and I think that if more of this was done, that, you know, that, that they would have a difficult time handling it, is protest the TSA. What do
0: you mean, like at the airport? At the airport.
1: Um, you know, videotape them from or, or and protest them. Protest them. Bring. i not people gonna like to you
0: videotaping it. them. That's for sure. Please,
1: as if, as if you couldn't go. St- if you're a terrorist, you couldn't go stand there and watch what the TSA are doing and see how they're doing it. Oh, sure, mean,
0: you're right, Mark. It's Obviously, such nonsense, such it, you, utter
1: and complete drivel.
0: You're correct about that, but that doesn't mean they're not going to send the police after you for trying to videotape them.
1: Sure. Well, of course, they have to do something with them. They're just sitting in the office. Otherwise, I just went on a plane ride, and you know, what is the lo- what are the local cops doing? Sitting around and chatting it up.
0: So, the TSA previously used pat-down hand motions to search passengers, switching to the backs of their hands when covering sensitive areas such as the torso. As first reported by the Herald in August, the TSA implemented the new body search procedures at Logan and Las Vegas uh, McCarran International Airport because they were using the largest number of walkthrough full body scanners. At security checkpoints, also controversial, the scanners use low-dose x-rays to produce two-sided head-to-toe images of passengers' bodies, including discernible but indistinct images of private parts while allegedly blurring out facial features.
1: You know, I think that uh, people that don't have a problem with, uh, with this, this bit getting felt up thing, I think they, we just need to slow down the TSA. Just show up a little early for your flight and everybody, you know, no, I'm not going to go through the, the body scanner. You're going to have to give me a pat down. And just just jam have a it massive up, amount of people jam it that it refuse up, the scanner. Jam it up, jam it up all the time, and then they're going to have to do something about it.
0: That's a good idea, Mark, um, but it requires coordination, right? It, it I mean, requires a
1: certain amount of coordination. If you, had you could it, do it on your own every time you fly, you could but, do it
0: on your own, and then you'd be a little bit of a call. Yeah, you're you You're a know, drop in the bucket, right? That's not going to do a whole lot. So you would need again all of the solutions to the TSA problem require widespread acceptance of these individual liberty ideas or civilly disobedient ideas or non-cooperative ideas. I guess that's really more like non sort of a kind of a non-cooperation. I mean, you're still cooperating to some extent in that you have to go through some of their security to get to uh, the plane, but you're not cooperating by going through the security they would prefer that you go through, like the body scanners. But all of this requires all of these ideas, whether we're talking about secession or we're talking about mass non-compliance with uh, going through the body scanners, requires a lot of people requires a number of folks being able to, willing and able to go through what could result in more than just a delayed flight. I mean, who knows what they might decide to start doing to people who are less than cooperative in the future.
1: Yeah, you know, at any time they can decide, you know what, you're trying to slow us up. We're going to slow you up. Mm-hmm. This is one of the you know real disadvantages of uh, of them doing their stuff before you get on the plane. Because most people, when they're going to an airport, they t- you know they're in a hurry. Even if they're an hour and a half ahead, you want to get through the TSA so that you're you're prepared. You're there, yeah. and uh, you know they they can do whatever they want. They, they know right there they have your boarding pass. Mm-hmm. They know what flight you have, and they can, they can wait till you ten minutes after that thing takes off yep. and then
0: release you. They could. And that, of course, would ruin your meeting or whatever it is you were planning yeah, you on going to. Yeah, you get
1: didn't to. go on that, uh, you know, flight in order to screw with the TSA. You went on it for whatever you had to go wherever you had to go. I personally, if it's an eight-hour drive or you know, a ten-hour drive, I'm just going to drive. I don't want to fly to anything like that. But yep. you know, it. For me, the drives get longer and longer. My tolerance for flying gets less and less. What about you?
0: Do you have any ideas as to how? people can deal with this uh what what can we do to rebuff these continuous advances against our freedom 1-800-259-9231 specifically focusing on airports but you can bring up whatever you want this is free talk live
2: this program is
3: brought
0: to you by freekeen.com freekeen.com features audio video and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by Zaykel CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And features, by the way, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, uh, the last week's worth is on the front page. And then if you click into the archive section, uh, you will find it goes back all the way to uh, late two thousand six. And
1: it's all free courtesy of HostGator. Hostgator HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal, you'll get your first month completely free. That's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com.
0: So get ready, uh, according to the news, and we'd actually gotten a scoop on this from one of our men on the inside at the TSA. Uh, TSA George had called in to inform us that new, more invasive pat-downs were coming soon to your local TSA queue in the, the nearby airport. And it is happening. They're getting ready to roll it out here, I guess, within the next couple of weeks at uh, every airport across the country where instead of using the backsides of the TSA's hands, they will be using the front sides of uh, their hands at this point. And, uh, who, Better to grab your parts yeah, with. They want to be grabbing on your breasts and your crotch and everything now. So, uh, yeah, get ready. That's coming soon. Yeah. Just to keep you safe, of course. You know, we uh, we need this. We need this because of all the the terror that's been happening in the skies. Uh, clearly clearly we need to have yeah,
2: yeah how many planes have been hijacked in the last
0: uh nine years i haven't heard of any actually have you
1: not in the united states right
0: hmm. oh by the way there was actually another story
1: that was well, kind of related. proof that the the manhandling works
0: there was another story that was kind of related where the european or i guess yeah european-based airlines were basically complaining about the tsa saying this is a bunch of crap yeah, you know? I saw
2: something, uh, the, the CEO of British Airways or yep. something along those lines. He
0: and a few others. He uh, might actually have some kind of effect. I doubt it. <laughs> it's like, well, like you said earlier, what the hell does the TSA care? What these people think? What any of us think? Well, I, I,
2: <laughs> he might like, be able to buy the right politicians.
1: The government, uh, well, you know, some politician, uh, you know, he, he's, he's powerful and po- politicians listen to powerful people. They don't listen to you and me. Yeah, I see what you're saying there, Mark. But
0: the politicians also listen to the unions that uh, represent the TSA, and they're, they're, they're probably a little more influential on politics yeah, than one guy stay, who runs can, an airline. Yeah, but they
1: can get paid the same thing for standing around and doing nothing.
0: Let's go to the phones and to your thoughts. Talk to Mark listening in Ohio to WCER in the Canton area. Hello, Mark.
4: Yeah, hi. Hey, what's on your um, mind? Listen, I have a, a good friend that went through – to Florida, to uh, had to go to funeral, full body scanner there on the way back. I didn't had a chance to warn him about this, but the very next day, he woke up and he couldn't urinate. He had to go to the emergency room where they had to put varying larger size tubes down his urethra to try to stretch it open. He said it was so painful he screamed in Ouch, agony.
3: How bad? That
4: did not, I'm sorry, that did not even work, so they had to do emergency surgery, which he had to be fully conscious for. Uh, two inches of his urethra had to be removed.
0: Good Lord. Jeez! Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it could have been a coincidence. It could have
4: been. That's why I'm willing to admit that. But yeah. uh, it's just kind of funny, you know. Uh, it, I had heard on a different show that it attacks the, uh, the soft body tissues, like uh, uh, women in their breasts or men, their uh, testicles. Uh, it attacks soft bodies, and they're supposed to be like 100 or 150 times the amount of a um, chest X-ray, and then they had lied about it, and said. Really? Yes, yes. So of I want to warn did. everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly the government isn't out, uh, you know, looking out for your best interests in, in any case whatsoever. So whether it's as bad as as some people are saying it is, these body scanners, or whether it's you know nothing, no big deal, uh, yeah. I still object to it because I just. There's just no reason for any of this. The government does not need to be in charge of airline security. If you want real security... Uh, then put the airlines in charge and let them decide individually at their different gates what kind of levels of uh, of security they want to have on their uh, on their planes. Let the market decide what is or is not an appropriate level. All of this is just one size fits all government security, and it's as we pointed out many times, it's security theater where it it appears as though they're doing something to keep people safe, but really, uh, it could be argued that they're not. You know, not very effective at all. Uh, Mark, you bring it up all the time. Their their own testing shows that they can't really catch much of anything that uh, that goes through. I mean, what is it, is sixty uh, percent of things? It, that, it's uh, really
1: uh, they won't they won't give an aggregate number. But I, you see no, news stories all the time where their red team misses seventy percent, eighty percent.
0: I guess they would have you believe that these new uh, procedures will help them and uh, lower those numbers, but. Thank you for the call tonight, you Mark. Well, I it. can't
4: believe, all, excuse me, all the heavy-set women. You think that they would be upset about having their naked images? You know, Maybe I they think don't a realize. lot of people
0: are upset about it. But it's like we were saying, what do you do? I mean, what would you do? What? What? What, what would you suggest that people do about this?
4: I don't know, if they want to cop a free feel, okay. But yeah, I think maybe I mean, you should
0: go through and start making noises. Oh, yeah, I like it when you touch yeah, me there. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank- could you go a little lower? <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: thanks for the call, Mark. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. I mean, what else can you do besides making a scene? Make turn it into a circus. Show up in a speedo. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> i don't know i'm open to ideas please share them with me if you have them 1-800-259-9231 because secession yeah, ain't around the
1: corner it's not right it's not right around the corner during the uh, full body pad down the subject uh, i noted the subject was making low moaning noises as though he seemed to enjoy it I mean, let's continue you know. here
0: with your thoughts you can bring up anything brendan is in iowa you're on free talk live hello brendan brendan in iowa hello Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
5: Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I, just had a, I had a question for you, Ian. Um, yes, sir. I got a, a ticket today uh, for having an expired sticker on my plate. and mm-hmm. uh, I remember you talked about before how uh, you were able to get the state to allow you to make a donation instead of paying your money to the state. And I was hoping you'd tell me a little bit about how you did that. Oh, okay. I was interested sure. in doing that.
0: Yeah. Um, what you're referring to is uh, up, up here in New Hampshire, when you get hit with a fine, usually they present you with a few options. And this is probably similar to what goes on in other places where you can pay the fine, which is what they really want you to do. You can refuse to pay the fine and go to jail. Or you can, in some cases, if they can, you can show that you're indigent, you're not making uh, very much money, you can then uh, go and work off the fine at a, a local community Nonprofit, so you can do community service in fact sean is uh, is doing this right now actually i just finished up today just wrapped it up all right you had uh, what 30 hours or something like that i think it was 31, 31 hours 31 yeah. hours so it's basically 10 bucks an hour is, uh, is what they credit you here for doing that and uh and so i sent in a motion uh, which was similar to one that i'd done before so after i was sentenced to a thousand plus dollar fine which was reduced eventually to uh, five hundred dollars and five hundred suspended but I didn't realize that when I was sending the motion. So I, I sent in a motion for what I called a motion for alternative payment. And uh, I, I talked about in the motion how, you know, it's my understanding the court is here to benefit the community. And so, uh, you know, in order to benefit the community, it wouldn't, it wouldn't benefit the community for me to sit in jail for, for 25 days. But it would benefit the community for me to cut a check uh, to the local community kitchen or the United Way or something like that. And I can tell you a little bit more about it here in a moment if you want. Hang on. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Give you the features on our site free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video Uh, To show they are indeed listeners of this program, go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. All
0: right. So uh, we're back with Brendan in Iowa. Brendan, are you still there? Yep. So, Brendan, you would called to ask because uh, you're dealing with a ticket that you've been given. What was it for again? No uh, expired registration? Yeah. So you were asking about um, how it was that I put, put forth a motion to a court in order to get them to approve my idea to uh, – or, Mark, I think it was you said it was originally your idea actually – to approve the idea of paying a fine, whatever arbitrary fine they 've hit you with, to a local charity instead of giving the money to uh, the, to the state or instead of having to spend the time that it takes to go down to uh, to actually work at uh, at said charity and so basically I, you, you want to craft a motion uh, to the court that essentially says. Yeah, I uh, you know I think that the court. It's my understanding the court is here to uh, to benefit the community, and that that me, me sitting in jail for this is not going to benefit the the, uh, the community, and it's certainly going to hurt my family if I do that. Um, i also don 't have enough time to to go and volunteer i'm t- i 'm too busy to actually go and volunteer i 'm supporting my family or whatever it is the reason you know whatever you 're too busy doing you don 't have the time to go and volunteer at these services. So you would prefer to just cut them a check in the full amount of uh whatever the uh, the fine is and send that motion in and see what they say
5: all right yeah. Cool.
0: I don't know so if it'll it, work for you. Um, I mean, I hope it does. Will you will you let us know what what happens?
5: Yeah, definitely. And is there is there a like a good place on the internet you can go to to learn about how to write up a good
3: motion?
0: Um, you can go to the Free Keen forum, forum.freekeen.com. I don't know if that's the best place to go, but certainly a lot of us post our motions there when we're in the midst of these uh, court Wranglings. Uh, we usually post what they, honestly what comes in and any what goes letter
1: out. to the court is considered a motion. Is that true? That's that's as I understand it. Okay, I didn't know that.
0: Ouch. Uh, but usually the the basics of a motion are the name of the court, the case number uh, that you those you're, are good things to include. You're motioning on the, and also the name of the case. So state of fill in the blank versus your name, and then at the bottom you always want to make sure that uh, there's a certification where you certify that you've sent the motion to the the uh, the, the plaintiff. So in this case, it'd probably be the police prosecutor or whoever it is that's prosecuting you, the state's, uh, state's prosecutor. So they always want to make sure that you send the motion to them, too, so they have the opportunity to respond to it.
1: Also, it's best not to uh, you know, call them a gang of armed thugs when you're uh, <laughs> asking them for these things. Yeah. So hopefully
0: that helps. And uh, thanks for the call tonight. Good luck. Eight hundred yeah, two thank five, you. yep one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one in fact uh, I was talking with Dale today, who is our friday night co host and I guess he put his motion in for this alternative payment idea because he 's a pretty busy guy as well and and he 'd prefer to just cut the check uh, rather than to go down and spend the the hours that it would take to to work off the the fine and plus as uh, was pointed out before, in a lot of courts if you if you have money and they know that uh, that you have money like you, you can 't For instance, if you don't want to fill out their their affidavit, this two-page long affidavit, giving them all your bank account information and how much money you earn and how many houses you own and all of those details – then uh, this is also a good approach because then you don't have to reveal your financial information. It allows you to uh, to make the essentially make it all go away without enriching the court. And that's really an ideal situation for somebody like me. That's an ideal situation. I mean, ideal would be for the the state to not aggress against uh, the you know the state actors to not aggress against any of us in the first place. That would be, be great. Ideal. ideal would be for them to drop the charges. But if they're going to find me guilty of something, then. If I can avoid giving them any of my money, right. that is great.
1: And not-for-profits have this sort of sheen of uh, of generosity to them. Uh, they you know they have this goodness feel uh, you know to them. You know the fact is, people uh, not-for-profits tend to be less efficient in the marketplace than uh, people who are actually trying to service a, a want or a need. I think you could find uh, if if people didn't have this kind of feeling about uh for-profit businesses that a for-profit business would do better at feeding the needy than <laughs> than uh, than anybody else would it's just that you know not-for-profits have this uh, kind of legitimacy to them and what judge could say no to hey look all i want to do is- I just want to give the money to the, the soup kitchen or to oh. the, the, the children's cancer fund.
0: They said no to me when I was in court. I said mean the, no to me. <laughs> yeah. That, the guy, the, the man wearing the robe in court refused it. It was a different judge that actually saw my motion to uh, cuz I figured okay I'm going to write this down instead of just asking in court I'm going to make it official I'm going to I mean I guess it is technically on the record when you're in court but I'm going to uh, you know make it official write it down and send a, a written motion in and that one was approved but it was approved by a different judge so it should be interesting to see if Dale has any success of course Dale is citing the fact that I've been allowed to do it now twice <laughs> it happened once in 2007 and it just happened recently with uh, with this case i haven't actually gone to cut the check uh, to the charity yet so it hasn't completed but since it's been approved can they withdraw it like could another judge come in
1: and rescind that i don't think so yeah, i would i would hope not
2: only if the state appeals and then you've got a whole another process to go through
1: yeah i would i would uh, as soon as i found word of that i'd run down to the soup kitchen with my check Oh, I just I just gave the money to the soup kitchen. Mm. <laughs> what do you, I, you, I, Is this double jeopardy?
0: Yeah, I actually had to put another. I put another motion in to follow up to uh, to ask for clarification because they wanted to approve the uh, the charity in advance uh, that I was going to give the money to, and that makes so sense. I gave them a few options of. They don't of want where, you giving yeah. it to Free Keen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which is fine. You know, I don't care. I I am happy, happy, happy to cut a check to, you know, the United Way and uh, not have to go to jail. I mean, I will go to jail if I need to go to jail. That was what I was going to do. But when this option became available, it's the most sensible thing. So if this happens, if Dale is allowed to do it, then that's two different people they've allowed to do it on multiple occasions. And then we can really start to build off of that into the future where it'll become a common option for activists to... uh, you know, avoid jail time and help out the community at the same time, and then and then every instance of civil disobedience actually benefits the community for well, everybody that, uh, that
2: they're did. not going to see it that way. Some of them. <laughs> Some of them are going to say we're just causing trouble again.
1: At some point, uh, I think the judges may very well just turn on you like uh, like they did the last time and say, look, you guys are just using this as an opportunity to get away with your civil disobedience nonsense, your disturbing behavior.
0: Mm. Yeah, but if the uh, the purpose of the justice system is to rehabilitate or, or to correct right, Shut the up. House of Corrections... Have a seat! <laughs> have a seat! Then uh, I haven't been corrected by any of their right. various different
1: punishments. Your Honor, I've spent weeks in your jail and i don't feel corrected no i'm not you know what i think i think i'm never going to be corrected that's right
0: and i think they need to know that right so anyway that's where we're at in order
2: to be corrected don't you have to be wrong first
0: well they would like you to believe otherwise i mean they they want you to be so intimidated by their punishments and the damage that it can do to your life that you do whatever it is that they say to do and it is intimidating I mean, I I did not want to be away from this show for 25 days. I and, certainly didn't want that. and uh, But I, at the same time, did not want to give them any money. So I was willing to be away from the show because I was not willing to give them my money. No thank you. Despite all the nice folks that called and said, Ian, we love you. Please stay on and blah, blah, blah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And I'm glad you appreciate me being on the the show. But I just, I, I, I can't bring myself to cut those people a check. They They hurt people. Their system is wrong it's immoral, it's violent, and I can't do anything to enrich it. Everything I can do to suck more of its power away, to suck more of its money away from it by you know like we've all, what like many of us have done and not plead guilty, take something to trial, make it so they actually have to do some work, put some effort into uh, getting a conviction I'll do whatever I can to make things more difficult on them until they finally stop hurting people as soon as they leave peaceful people alone i'm done with them. I got no more. I got had no more gripes. If they just leave people alone or coming up, you take control of the airwaves. And this is free talk live. 1-800-259-9231. Take control.
6: Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
7: This is Free Talk Live.
0: And bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have there for you, including news updates. You get signed up. We will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. And get on the various different uh, delivery methods we have there for you, news.freetalklive.com. You can get on our email updates list. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook as well. That's news.freetalklive.com. In fact, uh, yesterday sent out a news update about our new auction. We like to auction the banners on the right-hand side of freetalklive.com website and the fourth banner, is currently up for auction. If you want to place your bid, you may do so. Go to auction.freetalklive.com. You still have several days left. It's currently at $5.50 with two bids in. So <laughs> odds are good. You'll get a good price on this thing. Uh, hop on in there and uh, place your bid. You can advertise pretty much whatever you want
1: over at auction.freetalklive.com. You know, I just uh, spoke to Jason Osborne today and he's from uh, SACLCA. Yeah, managed to get moved into the house. He hasn't got his furniture in New yet. Hampshire. Yep. And so SACL CAI at the very least has a, a, a foot in, in New Hampshire at this point. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they uh, also helped with uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance's outreach during this election period. So if you have uh, an organization that needs to get a hold of customers through the telephone, SACL CAI, experts in telephony, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right, let's continue with your phone calls.
0: Dana, ladies first. Dana is in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live with the. engineer sean and mark
8: hello how are you
0: hey dana what's on your mind tonight
8: well i haven't called you guys in a long time and i hope you'll let me give (laughs) i hope you'll let me give my situation that i'm living through right now sure the whole details it has to do with medicare part d participation and my income is low it's only social security because i'm disabled from cancer treatment Mm. and i've been getting extra help to pay for the costs of monthly premium, yearly deductibles, the donut hole and all of that, and really low co-pays. Well, I found out Tuesday of this week I no longer get that help. Now, I live on a netted amount of 1367 a month, and Social Security is not getting any cost of living increases from uh, January 1 of 2009 till January 1 of 2012. Three years we live on this. And That's yet- correct. Yeah, and I'm not going to get any help from Medicare for my prescriptions. My Medicare payment every month is neatly taken out of my Social Security check that I have no access to is 9640 because you have to participate in Medicare in order to get the Medicare Part D coverage. Now, I got a quote from my pharmacy yesterday for one month of the – Nine medications plus syringes that I have to get every month, it's $2,102. Wow. Walgreens is $2,204, I think, for the exact same thing. And that doesn't include other medications that I have to keep on hand or ones that I'll need along the way. These are ones for me to live. One of them is an anti-rejection medication that without it I die. And that medicine has given me diabetes. So here we go. You know, medicine's causing more problems. But I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get any help. I can't even live in my car, guys, for 13 Jeez. 67 a month and buy my medication.
0: So basically I, the cost I, of the medication is far more expensive than the money that you're getting in from these so-called uh, assistance programs.
8: No. It's more expensive than I get from Social Security every month just to live on.
0: Yeah, Mark, for just- one
8: month, I can't even live in my car and pay out of my pocket cash with no insurance for my medications. They're cutting off my assistance to get my affordable medications, and they're putting—they would put me on a yearly deductible, a monthly premium. I would fall into the donut hole. That's like at twenty-eight fifty. After you spent that much, then you have to dig yourself out with paying for everything on your own to get into the catastrophic and And your call pays for your meds are anywhere from zero dollars to seventy five percent of each medication. My cost on just a program every month is seven hundred bucks. If I bought this on my own. That one medication, and I have nine meds plus syringes. Now, Dana, so what I'm saying is they're killing me. I'm on yeah, the side. These, by law, due to low income these same people that work income.
1: for the government would claim that there's a social contract that uh, that you have agreed to all the rules that the government has by simply living on the land but the same organization isn't living up to the social contracts that it really does have with its citizens. The claim the claim well, is that they're going to take care of you and your old age and your infirmity, infirmaries with Medicare, Medicaid uh, Social Security and all these things but in fact they're, they're doing nothing of the sort you know i don't know. i
8: call this i call this genocide and this is some of obama's wonderful changes give me a break well i
1: you know, I I, am
0: I,
8: know I I don't know i don't know if it would have been any different had
0: this happened yeah, uh, I,
3: don't, I, don't I
8: don't know ago. i'm Mac- a baby boomer and you know they've been wanting to send us out for the last eight years
1: yeah i don't know so if i really think fixed they're going
8: to get rid of us this way and people that are a cost and an arbitrage financially to the government medical wise people
0: that are on ongoing medication dana i have a A question for you mark's uh we've got a new advertiser on the program and uh Uh they they are an internet-based pharmacy and they could possibly save you uh you know some money i don't actually not
1: a pharmacy they're they're a a company that works with uh, with pharmacies but it's it's meds.freetalklive.com dana do you have internet access
8: now that I'm listening
1: to you, okay, great. If, if you go there, they really can save you up to seventy percent on your meds. They they can. What
8: is the
1: name again. It's meds.freeTalkLive.com. Go there, oh, okay. sign up. Uh, it's on the left-hand side of the page. For you know, once once you sign up, they're going to have somebody call you. They're going to talk to you about your meds. They'll handle it in a very professional fashion. This isn't some kind of spam weird thing. I went. Um, I I know the the gal who set it up, and I went through their phone system just to without them knowing who it was, just to see how they oh, treated good. people, um, because I didn't want our listeners getting hooked up with some kind of weird thing where you know they're 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 getting spam calls from. India or something, um, so I, I really think they can save you some money, and I don't know how much, but I really hope they can help you, Dana.
0: Up to seventy percent is a big range, but you never yes. know until you check it out, right? right.
1: It's it's Freetalklive. dot com.
0: So, Dana, will you let us know uh, what what ends up happening? Because I mean, hopefully-
8: well, I am going to die. I am going to cancel January my Medicare. That'll give me an extra ninety six dollars a month. Hmm. And I'm just going to ride it out. I get refills for three months, the end oh of next God. month and the 1st of December. And when my meds are gone, I will die. But I'm going to choose my time and my way. Hmm. I will not die from grass versus hose. How... You cannot imagine how horrible that is.
0: Dana, may I ask how old you are?
8: I'm 62.
0: 62. And way I crippled,
8: and I'm in this situation because of a transplant 10 years ago. To treat bone marrow leukemia, this is the medical community's fault, and now the medical community is going to kill me by keeping my medications away.
0: What other options? I can't afford them. Are there any other options? Any local uh, charitable no, groups? No, that...
8: no, not to handle that big of a drug cost. Right. Give me a break, and I can't work.
3: Mm. Wow.
8: And I have no assets. All I have is a 94 Chevy Corsica that is paid for, that I've had since November of 94. It just turned over 81,000 miles last week. I have my Social Security. And I have a little house built in 52 that I, I have a mortgage on that I bought three years ago. That's it. I have nothing. So what do you do like this? What do you, know, you do? I do have it? no choice. I can't even live in my car and pay one month's drug bill. It's horrible. I'm turning it in to the UN. I talked to a guy yesterday for whatever the United Nations goodwill do, but I want this egg slammed on this country and on Texas, because I want them to know that I called and I talked to a guy in the president of the UN's office yesterday in New York, and I told him what this was, and he's very concerned and very interested, in. I'm faxing all this information to me, including the monthly cost that I got from the two pharmacy companies, and I'm going to file it as a grievance based on genocide due to... Income.
0: What uh, you know? This what I'd like genocide to
8: genocide based on income. It's
0: horrible, Dana, and I'm sorry to hear this. And I wish it's I was really more than awful. just a talk show host, and I wish I had uh, b- better ideas for you. And I thank you for sharing the the story tonight. And maybe some of our listeners out there have been in similar situations, or have had family members that have been in it's similar situations. <laughs> uh, what did you do? What could be done? What could Dana do that maybe she's not aware of that we certainly aren't aware of? Uh, what she are,
1: certainly s- sounds like she's out of options. It sounds that way. Of, of her on her own.
0: Is that true, though? One eight hundred. 259 9231. Thanks, Dana, and good luck out there. 1 800 259 9231. That's government taking care of you, man. They love you. Government, so concerned about you, right? Not really. 1 800 259 9231. You're just another number to them. Hour two's coming up. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from Hostgator. is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and we invite you to take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where we give you the features totally free. So, hit over there and enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Main feature of the site lets you control the content. Go over there and see what that's all about. All right. So, let's continue here. Take your phone calls. Bring up whatever you want. Oh, I'm just informed, by the way, that apparently uh, last night we had a guy call in who was, like, incoherent. He didn't make He wasn't making any sense. And we could barely get him to make a Like, he couldn't make a point. Remember that call, Mark? Yes. Like at the very end of the call, uh, we thought that he said the F-bomb at the at the very end. but Seemed uh, like it. But we didn't dump it. Wasn't sure. It was like we were talking over him and uh, the board ops have now listened closely to the file and figured out that he actually repeated what it was that I said about wanting to put a shotgun in my mouth after having listened to his call. Just kind of thought that was interesting. He said he apparently had said the same thing I said, but we didn't even understand that from the guy. It was like full of marbles, I think, in his in his mouth. Anyway, so as an aside, eight hundred two five, You're a you're
1: real humanitarian. Uh, what?
0: Oh, one uh, That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with your thoughts and calls about what you want. Ray in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ray.
9: Hey, guys. Hey, hey what's uh, on your I mind? I called to talk about violence in, in the campaign, but uh, let me tell you something that I tell the local cops when they come on the radio station. and I, I, I'm not. I, I want to say this in a way that this lady who called prior understands. When you get the total point in desperation okay i always used to tell these guys listen if i'm broke when i'm old and i've got nothing i'm coming to the courthouse with a brick and i'm going to chuck it right through the window and he and i think i'll take your line when he tells me what the fine is i'll tell him i don't pay criminal organizations and you know where i go then to jail to
0: jail
9: and guess what they give you in jail free health care and free health care and three hots and a cot, <laughs> you name it. And you know, if you've never. Don't ever count on through...
1: all your meds, man. I'm just, yeah. you know, having spent nine years in prison, I'm telling you, don't count on all your meds.
9: Well, that, 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 you know, I don't know what the story is there, and you may die, but you know what? You, you, it sounds like you may die anyways. But uh, that's at least, uh, you know, you're going to get some medical care there, and you, I imagine, I mean, you have a little bit more experience yes. in, in that place. You're going to get I something. <laughs> So but but anyways, they,
0: were, I, they, they would prefer you not die because each person they have in the jail means a larger budget for them. Right.
9: About 30. I think it's between thirty five and thirty seven hundred a year, depending on what state you're in, that they get to collect. And that, that's before the medical thing starts. Uh, you can have a prisoner probably run up a hundred grand a year or better, depending on what kind of medical that they have. I, I had a guy here who needed to have one tooth pulled and he couldn't afford it. So he had to go to the hospital, to the emergency room, and that bill was 5000 Well, false teeth would have been less than 5000
0: I have to say, it is an original idea. I mean, we were asking for our listeners that didn't know, a lady called in to ask, uh, maybe you just tuned in, she called in to ask about, or not really ask, but tell her story about what uh, how it is that basically she can't afford to pay for the medication that she needs to live And, of course, the government, who purportedly is there to supposedly help you and keep you safe and happy and healthy, uh, which we all know is not true, is not. Uh, They're dropping the ball, and uh, she's going to die. And so, of course, I asked for uh, folks to call in because I am not an expert. I do not know. I'm just a talk show host. I I don't know about what to do in these situations. And so I have to say it's an original suggestion.
9: Go to jail. They're there. (laughs) So if you you need it, go, go use it. It's like the... They pay better, you know, the people who work at jails make more money than the people who work at convalescent homes, I'll tell you that. Um, hey, you know what, I'm going to talk a little bit about the violence I'm seeing in the campaigns. Violence, and, and, okay. Okay, Joe Miller up in uh, Alaska handcuffing that reporter. What? The security guards.
0: I did not heard about this.
9: Oh, well, it's been all over the news. A
0: political uh, a political candidate handcuffed a reporter? A Tea
9: Party candidate. He had, one, he had a reporter handcuffed by his two... His two security guards. And then, of course, you've seen the Rand Paul thing.
0: Oh,
1: the Rand so Paul de- thing is horrible. The head now, stomp.
0: Yeah, one I mean, of his uh, supporters actually stomping on the neck of a protester, and it was just absolutely horrifying.
9: Right. And, of course, I, I, the Miller thing you ought to check out. That's been odd. That happened probably three weeks ago. And today in Virginia, a guy who was just sitting in a cafe happened to be of the opposite party. Uh, that other party, which was Republican, called in there and had the man arrested. And, man, it was a nasty scene, and it's all over the news now. But, I mean, these guys, if you want to ask them, if you want to exercise your free rights, and, geez, I thought that's what the Tea Party was all about, uh, they are getting right out violent. And there's Sharon Angle down in, in Nevada. Okay, uh, she's running like a scared kitten. She won't talk to anybody but Fox News.
0: Where's the freedom in this? You know, uh in related to what you're saying here, I spotted something today on uh, one of the industry publications that I get, it, you know, as it being in the talk radio world, I like to keep up with what's going on with the business. And uh, one of the stations in Delaware, WDEL, which is a fairly, fairly big station. And I guess their signal covers part of Philly and, uh, it's, you know, covers a lot of a uh, lot of ground. They had that that lady on that was Christine claiming O'Donnell. she wasn't a witch. Uh, the Oh, one yeah. That has O'Donnell. Yeah, the one that Donna. has a real issue with self-pleasuring. Yeah, uh right. she, she <laughs> apparently she was on and according to the news They, you know, the the interview was fairly amicable in the beginning, and then the host, uh, Rick Jensen, got into, I guess, some more more specifics
1: about whether uh, or where she would actually cut the budget, because Republicans love to talk about cutting budgets. They just won't tell you where. And the reason they won't tell you where is because they're full of it. Right. They're lying and they don't want to be held to it later.
0: Yeah. So she got upset about that, I suppose. And then after the interview was done, her campaign staffers demanded that the radio station turn over the video and the audio of the interview
1: to them, yes.
0: essentially so they could confiscate
1: it. Yes, give us that audio and that video.
9: Well, here's the, <laughs> and here's the problem, guys. She's a Tea Party candidate. Yeah. Now, these people are coming out and saying that they're for freedom. But, boy, they aren't acting like it. Of course, they no, talk about you know, the Constitution. They're not acting like the Constitution.
1: Indeed, and you know these—the uh, reason that this stuff is happening is because politics is a threat. Politics, at its core, is a threat. I'm going to get a hold of the apparatus of government, and I'm going to make it the way I want it. And you can't do it anymore. I'm wresting the control away from you. The things that you want won't be uh, won't be important to me. It's what I want is important. These people use terminology like battling and war they use it constantly and uh, you know that's how they feel they feel that they are at war and when you're at war really there's no hold ba- holds barred head stomping and uh, uh, you know having people handcuffed and and confiscating uh, you know uh, the audio and and uh, right. compromising people's freedom of speech that doesn't matter
9: no, no, it, it, it's definitely a power trip, and it, and it doesn't seem like there's any one side, yeah. whether it be Tea Party, Democrat, Republican. These are greedy people, and, you know, They're... when we just listened to that poor woman talk, these people could care less about a human being. I really do think. Oh, yeah, they, think.
0: they just use uh, people like Dana for their campaign purposes, and you're right. Uh, these people are... Uh, addicted to power, but in many cases, they don't even have it yet. Look how they're showing their hand. They're tipping their hand before they've even actually gotten into yeah. a political office. Ray, thanks for the call tonight. Take I care, appreciate God. you bringing that up. Uh, just related to this, uh, a little more detail on that story, Chris Carl reporting over at WDEL.com that uh, Christine O'Donnell is in the national spotlight again. It comes after O'Donnell and her campaign manager threatened to sue WDEL radio over the release of a videotaped interview on The Rick Jensen Show. Now, actually, Mark, you and I have met Rick. He's come to a number of, a number of the uh, the talk radio conventions that uh, that we attend, and heck of a nice guy. Uh, during the interview, O'Donnell snaps her fingers and beckons an aid after Jensen presses her with questions. <gasps> But you didn't think you were going to get asked questions, lady? Yeah, it's
1: crazy stuff.
0: During the interview, uh, excuse me, after seeing the video, an attorney for the O'Donnell campaign apologized to WDEL's attorney, saying there was no legal issue with the video. The spokes bureaucrat for the campaign said they were concerned with whether or not WDEL had permission to record the interview, which was aired live on WDEL.
1: Radio show. And
0: streamed (laughs) on WDEL.com. He says they tried to find out before the interview whether it would be videotaped and after not getting a clear answer assumed it would not be <laughs> a statement from the you O'Donnell know what campaign when you assume. I'm sorry what Sean? you know what happens when you assume you make a well you may know uh, what happens anyway a statement from the O'Donnell uh, campaign accuses WDEL of being liberal media looking for ratings <laughs> more coming up you can take control of the airwaves uh, Rick Jensen never seemed to be a liberal to me No, this is not. free talk live So,
9: you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles,
10: links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and
9: media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info.
0: In you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800 259 9231, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. we got a lot of stuff there. The webcam is one of the many features. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch, you can listen, and chat. Get interactive with other Freetalk Live listeners at the same time as you uh, enjoy the cam feed. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do all of that and do it all for free. That's cam.freetalklive.com, brought to you by Memory Dealers.
1: MemoryDealers.com, they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, ZenPacks, and X2s. They're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers out there, including Cisco 3Com Foundry, Alcatel, and HP. Add up to, get this. off of list price. They've got this stuff in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. It's amazing. Memorydealers.com.
0: Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. To the phones and the fun, let's talk to Paul in California. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
5: Hi, Ian, Mark, and Sean. Howdy, Uh,
0: Paul. I just
5: wanted to uh, respond to that lady. What what was her name that called in with uh, the inability to pay for uh, medical care?
0: It was Dana Dana uh, in Texas.
5: Anna. Dana. Dana. Dana in Texas. Oh, okay. Well, uh, there are a couple sites I wanted to mention that maybe she could check out. Uh, one is needymed.org. That's uh, a place where some of the uh, uh, manufacturers of drugs have discount opportunities for discounts for people that don't have enough, uh, enough money. There's also together rxaccess.com down here might be .org. Also, cdfund.org. Um, and also, I, I wanted to mention the possibility of... Um, going to a local church, uh, local churches, and talking to people, or uh, publicizing something on the on the Internet, like making a site uh, with a chip-in. Uh, I think the key is just, you know, I, I hope that she would definitely not give up uh, and call into the program also if she, any of these ideas don't work, or uh, depending on the situation. Or better yet, if, if any, of any of the ideas, make, ideas make do work. Make the situation as public as possible, or if they do work, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and make the situation as public as possible, because, you know, I don't, I think if enough people know about it, you know, something's going to happen.
1: That much is uh, true. Don't,
5: don't quietly, don't, don't just quietly deal with it on your own and not, you know, make sure there are, uh, people know about it so people can help.
1: All it is, it's all about publicity in, in this circumstance. You're, you're absolutely right, is, um, you know, people are going to make something happen because this is outrageous.
5: Right, absolutely. And I know if there were absolutely no other options, you know, I would certainly help uh, with a chip-in, but, uh, you know, people have to know about it uh, in order to help, so.
0: Thanks for bringing that up yeah, uh, tonight, right. Paul. And so, NeedyMeds.org was one of them, and then just run through the other two if you could again.
5: Uh, together, Rx-axis. Uh That might be .org. I have .com here. And cdfund.org. There's also healthwellfoundation.com, I believe.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, uh, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. NeedyMeds is a 501c3 nonprofit with the mission of helping people who cannot afford medicine or health care costs. Certainly sounds like a good place to start uh, to to, uh, to check out and see if they can do something for her. You'd, you'd think that that would be, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good idea. and People just don't know all this stuff. Yeah, and then when you talk to somebody at a place like a Needy Meds, maybe they'll have some other ideas for you as well. People that deal with this on a regular basis because Dana's situation cannot be that uncommon, right?
2: I I do so much love it when we see a market based solution to this kind of a problem.
0: If only we actually had a free market in healthcare, then a lot of these problems would just d- disappear. And b- somebody might balk at a statement like that, but the reason why drugs are so expensive is because of government regulations, really.
2: FDA and patent law.
0: Correct. That's it. These these companies that are manufacturing these drugs have to spend. A whole bunch of money, but billions upon billions of hundreds dollars. Of billions? I,
1: don't I don't know, know. if it's, it's hundreds. It's, I a, think it's, it's hundreds a bunch of money, of
0: money and it's, it's so many zeros, it's mind-boggling. It's billions upon billions just to get one drug approved through the FDA. Who's got to pay for that? Well, you do. They, they pass the costs on to you. and if they yeah, didn't the customer. Have, right. And if they didn't have to pay for those costs, or like you said, Sean, bringing lawyers into the picture, having to mm. deal with filing patent paperwork and such—
2: and, and, well, they have to file the patent paperwork before they begin the FDA process, and then they have to hope they can get the FDA process done before the patent expires, and then they have a very mm-hmm. short window in the patent where they can actually sell the drug as a monopoly provider, which is pretty much for them their chance to make the money back.
0: And another another reason why drugs are so expensive, because of because the patents protect them. Like you're saying, maybe it's for a short period of time, but it's probably if, if at least a few years. Uh, the patents protect them from competition by the generics, the people that are out there that are willing to reverse engineer or to figure out what's what's actually in the product and then essentially create a, a generic version of it and sell it for much less. So we've had Dr. Mary Ruart on the show in the past, and she is one of my heroes. She's written the book Healing Our World. It's an Excellent book. And she's got personal experience in the medical field. That's that's what she does. Yeah,
1: that's why they call her doctor.
0: Yeah, and she's worked specifically with pharmaceutical companies and worked in the pharmaceutical uh, field, and she is vehemently against intellect the idea of intellectual property. She remembers what it was like before things were like they are today with intellectual property, where she pointed out that the reason why there was still new uh, techniques and medicines coming out, even without patent protection, was because the companies wanted to be first to marketplace. It was just a, a competitive race to get the best product out and get it out as quickly as possible. And then if you did it first, then you would have that name recognition of, oh yeah, it was Bayer that came out with aspirin. And so people would reward the first person to market, even though the generics would come out and the, the competitors would come out and they would offer a similar product at a similar or lower price, people would still be to still making original. aspirin, even yeah.
1: though their aspirin costs more than the generic equivalent in the uh, grocery store or the, 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 the drug store. Someone's still buying it. People are still buying it. Yeah. bear has the name recognition. And, yes. And it, they can th- distill willow bark better than anybody.
2: It goes even beyond that. I mean, um, Look at uh, facial tissues. Everyone just calls them Kleenex.
0: Kleenexes. Yeah. Well, you talk H- that's about that's a brand name. You yeah. talk about that's owning name a brand. Recognition. Yeah. That's that's the ideal thing, right? Like with where Google has done that now with uh, with Google searches. I mean, people use Google as a verb. Go oh, Google it. Well, the Google is yeah. a search engine. It's not. That's not technically a verb, but it is now. It's become one. Language yeah. changes. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so there's so, many, there's so many roadblocks in the way of actually getting cheap health care, and they've all been placed there by the government. Because in the absence of the FDA, those companies wouldn't have to spend the billions of dollars, and they wouldn't have to hire the patent attorneys, and who knows how much money that costs. Uh, so They wouldn't have all the, the research and development costs that, are, that have nothing to do with research and development, that have everything to do with patent protections and uh, moving through government bureaucracy, so the R&D costs would be down significantly on these uh, these medications. And because we would then have no FDA, you could have any number of manufacturers competing to create these products and bring the cost down even further. Well, so it,
2: it, It's my understanding of patents that in order to get one, you have to publish exactly how you create whatever chemical it is or something like that. So mm-hmm. without, with the patents removed, you no longer have to publicize that, which makes reverse engineering it harder. A little more difficult. So yeah. that, that's going to help them in, in, in the long run.
1: Uh, there's also ways to protect uh, your intellectual property, if you want to use that term. I, I think that that's uh, your, your good idea your ideas there are ways to protect them and in the area of medicine for instance they do all kinds of testing with new medicines I, the people have to go to the doctor's office in order to get the medicine if you if you just have them uh, you know go to the doctor's office they have to sign something that says that they won't uh, you know give this uh, information over to anyone else then they uh, you know take the medicine there i think you can protect yourself in that circumstance if you need to protect your idea
0: We'd love to have your ideas, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL-CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sean. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. FreeTalkLive.com. Listening options are there. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of the show around the clock. So maybe it's 5 in the morning. You want to listen to Free Talk Live? The latest episode is always playing at listen.freetalklive.com. You can also call in to our listen lines. So from any phone that can dial long distance, you can also listen in that way. And there are other options for you as well. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. Now, if you are of college age, Mark,
1: what can you do? Yeah, that's college age, whether you're a recent graduate and an undergraduate or um, – what do they call it? Graduate student. (laughs) They've got uh, the Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program, sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies. provides a policy experience and training for individuals passionate about individual liberty and free markets. The Excuse me. The program includes an eight-week internship, two week two public policy seminars, and career training. Participants intern at one of more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C. and across the United States, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech. They give housing assistance. They give mentoring. They give stipends. So they actually pay you to do it. It's open to college students. Uh, go to LibertarianInternships.com. Libertarian internships.com, and you're going to have to sign up for more information there. Libertarian internships.com.
0: So, we're talking about health care, and unfortunately, what brought this about was just a horrible story of uh, a lady who just can't afford it. The uh, supposed assistance programs the government has are not cutting it, and uh, so she's not in an unusual situation. There are a number of folks that are also facing uh, similar circumstances. And we were just discussing how the, uh, the government is the problem here. And one of the things that the government is really great at doing is pointing out to people problems that it has created and blaming them on the marketplace. Well, the market, look at these greedy corporations. They're charging so much for their uh, medicine, and we just, we've got to step in and have uh, single-payer health care. That'll yeah. solve the problem. They do this in a lot of different ways. They'll they'll point to a problem that they created and they'll say, "Market caused this. This is the free market that caused this problem, and the solution is more government."
1: Well, you know, the United States has a freer market than most places. Not particularly, uh, you know, not free, but freer than many many places out there. And so they, you know, it's easy to just blame everything on that uh, that free market that's going on, or freer. Well and of course it's it's not the free market. The
0: healthcare market isn't even close to being free. It's mostly controlled. Super you know the majority of the marketplace is uh, is the dollars that are being floating around in the healthcare market are being controlled by the government. And that doesn't even account for all the regulations and controls that are put on the industry and the people that are the the healthcare providers and the costs that they have to bear as a result of that and ultimately have to pass on to the consumers. And so we see this in a lot of different ways, where the government points to the marketplace and says, this is a market failure, and this is the reason why we need to have government. Single-payer health care, that's the solution. And, of course, people will fall right in line with it,
1: too, because— It sounds—single-payer health care sounds like it's free. And that's nice. Who doesn't want free medical care? I had free medical care. In prison? It was in prison, and it sucked Ask the people in the military. Well, yeah, Mark,
0: but uh, you know that's being in prison, so they don't care about you there.
1: Yeah, well, I, I guess I guess that's the best you can—that's uh, the best I can say about it. But people in the military, they say very similar stuff. That's people true. from Canada, they come down here to get operations. People in Great Britain, rather than going to the dentist, they're pulling their teeth out with their pliers in their garages.
0: Not uncommon over there. You're right about that, and that's because there aren't there aren't <laughs> enough dentists. To handle the supply, of, or the the demand, rather, the people that need dental services in the UK. If you want to go get dental work, get in line. Yeah, so, does, so do a, a lot of people want free dental work. Well, why would it be that the government can't supply enough dentists?
2: Well, they don't know how many dentists you need. They're, they're, they have absolutely no profit incentive as far as figuring out Where, how many? Where people are spending money on dentists, and but shouldn't their brilliant central planners
0: be willing to figure? Shouldn't the brilliant, college-educated central planners that are running the government be able to figure these things out?
2: They don't have all the information. There's no way they possibly could get through it, even if they did.
0: Now, why is that, Sean? Why is it that uh, that they can't do it, but the the marketplace? I mean, here in in America, there's plenty of dentists. I well, actually, when I went to uh, the dentist that I go to here in the area, I found out about him because it was, you know, an award-winning dentist, right? If you, you figure an award-winning dentist, to have a line of people coming out their door, they're going to be so popular, they had no problem taking me when I walked in the door. I mean, I didn't get the, I didn't schedule the appointment right then, but you know, when I called them to they, say
1: they were taking new patients, yeah, are you taking new patients? Yes, yeah. let's schedule you a date. It, it, it contrasts that to, um, you know, my. The the doctor that my wife wants to go see. Doctors are far more regulated, and the government is far deeper into doctrine than it is to, in, in, into dentistry. Now you can call, you can call the uh, the dentist in your town, and likely you'll get right in. I don't know what it's like in other places, but here in Keene, New Hampshire, the recently when I uh, got a prescription for quit uh, to quit smoking. So I guess recently it's been almost two years now, going wow, on two years. Congrats. I went back to Sarasota, Florida. To go to the doctor because I couldn't find a doctor to take me. I don't know whether it's malpractice insurance. I don't know what it is, but they're not taking new patients around here. That's weird. Oh,
2: that sounds,
1: sounds like it. a market
2: opportunity for some doctors to move That's to it. the key You're going to see
1: that weird thing except continuing. It's going to happen more and more.
0: The fact more is people bail the, out
1: of the business, you mean? The, 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 already the malpractice insurance is killing them.
0: Well, so you've got uh, doctors who are getting sick and tired of well, the malpractice insurance uh, because in this country it's not really a loser pays system to where you can just sue whoever you want to and it's not really any significant risk to you if you uh, if you do so. There's that factor and then there's all the regulations these doctors have to jump through the hoops they have to jump through in order to just do business. If we actually did have you you said uh, Sean there that there was Here in the Keene area or whatever, according to Mark, there's a market opportunity for a doctor to jump in. Well, that would be great if we actually had a decent supply of doctors. But unfortunately, one of the problems that we have in this country is the AMA has lobbied to have certain restrictions placed upon who can be a doctor, who can perform these tasks. So even though our marketplace is more free than the United Kingdom, there's still a significant limitation on the supply of services.
2: Sure. There's also the fact that... uh Most um, health plans won't pay significantly more than Medicare standard costs for a uh, doctor services. So doctors can't raise their rates when they have too many patients for them to handle so that they can encourage certain patients to go away and go find a cheaper doctor.
0: So they get the lowest common denon- so, dem- denominator of costs yeah, across the, the board. It's, the, it's
2: cheap costs across the board, so the doctors aren't making more money. If they were able to make more money, this would draw more doctors in as well. But
0: Sean, this is health care. We don't need profits in health care. T-
1: why are all these doctors wanting to make money? Well, they do have families to feed and well, homes to Well, let's just go ahead and try and- it. Let's try paying doctors the same as we pay garbage men. And let's just see what kind of service you get. <laughs> Similar to what we get from the garbage men. Well, I, the garbage the men work for the government. Once, not once here, yeah, but in most places. In most places, once you find that happening, then you're not going to get very good service. I'd love to see a doctor standing in the corner with a placard over him, uh, you know, uh, dr- trying to drum up some business. Then you might get some good service out there. the whole The whole system
0: is just screwed. And the government uses that to its benefit. It screwed it up in the first place, and then it uses the, the, the screw-ups, it uses the, the shortcomings of the system that it forced upon us to make a, a case for total government control. And people fall right in line.
10: Oh, great! Free health care! Yay!
0: That's exactly what they do. But that's not how it works. It's not really free. It's just that you don't pay the costs directly out of Any pocket. Any government
1: big enough to give you anything you want can take anything you have.
0: Oh, and there are so many consequences, too, uh, that we haven't even touched on about the idea of this government-controlled health care. More coming up. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live.
1: Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. We've got a lot of them. And the main feature of the site actually allows you to create the content as you're surfing around and you find things that are interesting. You want to share them with our other listeners, you just submit it as show prep to the website and then uh, our other listeners will get to vote on whether they like or dislike your suggestion. You also get to vote on other people's suggestions and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. And the person who puts it there has bragging rights. Now then, uh, we're talking about health care and we will continue that discussion because I've got a related story about some of the consequences of what happens when government gets involved in your health care. Uh, We'll get to that here in a moment because there's a lot of people pitching the idea of single-payer, universal health care, free health care. We'll get to those. First, your thoughts about what you want. David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David.
10: Hi. Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Hey, David. What's on your mind tonight?
10: I was going to ask, I recently got a ballot from the town hall and— just so I could look it over preliminarily because I do, I vote.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. But um, I I was thinking about doing the same thing, David.
10: But it has three libertarian candidates on it. And I was just wondering what you guys might have thought of them or if they get The Free
4: Talk Live seal of approval or something like that. There's one in
1: particular that I'm going to vote for. I don't know what uh, the other other two are, but uh, I'm going to vote for the guy, Ken Blevins. I think he's the only one with any kind of national recognition. The reason being is... Is
0: What is that, a Senate race or something? It's a Senate Senate race. Yep.
1: If he can get 4% in that race, then the Libertarians will be on the ballot for next year. That's the presidential primary, which means that there will be an elected presidential primary for Libertarians rather than the normal uh, convention-style nomination. Wait a
0: minute. I'm confused, Mark. An elected presidential primary, what do you you mean?
1: what do you think when when the Democrats all come here and say, P- "Vote for me! I, I want to be the Democratic nominee." In yeah. the same way that the Democrats and the Republicans get, get voted on, the Libertarians will have that opportunity too. Oh, really?
0: Because right now, usually the Libertarians have their own primary uh, in their own party they as don't... a
1: convention, because they can't get into the primary here because they can't get on the ballot in that manner. Huh. The reason that they can, the reason that they choose to do that is because, well, you know, they're they're a third-rate party mm-hmm. or a second-rate party, second-tier party, whatever term you want to use. And so, uh, yeah, but
0: what are the odds this guy's going to get four percent? I mean, come he on, got point
1: two percent, I believe, last year. Three point one percent when he ran um, for the Senate seat last year. He's run previously. He's gained uh, momentum the, in that race. Might be worth for me coming
0: out to vote for him. In mm-hmm. that
1: race, uh, The one it's going to be a runaway winner for the Republicans. She's polling 15% ahead of the next guy. Is, that the, is the former attorney genital? Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, she's not a great choice and it's, it's great horrible. for me because I don't have to vote for either one of these crap hits. I know which one's going to win and I don't have to vote for either of them. So um, In that particular case, I'm going to. Uh, the other two, I know uh, the governor's race, it's too close to call on the Democrat or the Republican, so pick whichever one of those crap heads you like the best and uh, vote for the Dem or the Republican. I don't think that...
0: Uh, well, why not vote for the Libertarian, Mark? You can if you want. Well, I mean, if you love Do you think freedom, he's going to win? What? That's not the reason you're supposed to vote. Look, Mark, I, I'm, not a hu- I'm not a huge fan of voting, right? But uh, as somebody who's worked... It's yeah, yeah,
1: Fabiars. As,
0: as somebody who's worked... Uh, I don't know if I could vote for the guy because he did something against uh, some of my friends up in Grafton. That bothers me, too. Yeah. Um, so I have a problem with that. The, the guy, I guess, is the elected fireman or something like that for the town of Grafton or like the the fire chief or something like that. And he showed up because they were burning stuff in a campfire without asking permission. Yeah, a fire
1: pit. I mean, fire fire pit, nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing amazing here.
0: He shows up and threatens them uh, with putting it out if they don't. I don't know, get a permit or something like that. I guess he, he was going to – I don't remember all the details. The video is up at freekeen.com for people that want to see this. But this so-called libertarian walks up with a uh, a hose – a fire hose and, and pours foam all over these people's campfire. Sean, did you see this, uh, this video that was
2: posted? I saw the video, and I've actually been to Grafton and seen the fire pit. I see absolutely no way that fire could have been a danger to anything.
0: Yeah, he was totally on a power trip, and it's one of those things where it just gives you proof that even the so-called libertarians, when they get their hands on, on power, it corrupts them. I mean, the guy's a fire chief in a town of 1,500 people, and he's acting like a, a typical bureaucrat. Well, he was just, told
1: to by the uh, chief of police uh, in that town, so I don't oh, think... Oh, and if
0: he didn't, then what would happen? It wasn't
1: as much sanctimony as you're kind of making it up. Well, uh, what would
0: happen to him if he didn't do it? Would the chief of police I have arrest no him? idea.
1: I'm just saying that people tend to... The pilgrim experiments show that people tend to obey authority.
0: Yeah, and they also attend to... Uh, authority tends to corrupt people as I well. I concur.
1: You're not going to get any argument from me. I'm just saying that I'd like to paint a, a, as as accurate of a picture as I possibly can, Ian. That's all. Yeah.
0: But that's that said, uh, he's... Still probably better than the Republican and the Democrat. And if you've got a, a libertarian in the race and you like the ideas of liberty and the libertarian is, is relatively decent at advocating those ideas, it doesn't hurt to vote for them. It, it, it's, in fact, the best thing that you can but is do. Is that if you the don't case wanna, in this circumstance? If you don't want to feel dirty, if you don't want to feel icky by voting for a Republican or a Democrat.
1: Is that the case in this circumstance? That he's
0: better than the Republican or Democrat?
1: Yes, I don't know. I, I, don't I haven't either. looked into it. I I wouldn't vote for him because right. I know what I know about him personally. It, it, bo- it bothers you know the, the, he's, he bothers me from that video. I don't know anything about the guy either, really. But you know, seeing that video and seeing him follow orders like that, uh, you know, I'm not real comfortable and uh, you know i don't i don't think he's going to win i think that uh, the other guy getting 4% is far more likely and uh, my vote is better spent with uh, ken Blevins than, uh, than mr babiars
0: yeah well we don't need to get in the names it don't matter to our uh, to our listeners outside of the area but david anything else you want to talk about tonight
10: oh i was just going to say i also noticed that i don't know maybe we could also write in um, um Mr. Carroll's name if we wanted to. You can
0: always do that, but, I mean, it's never going to do anything. I thank you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. is he's it the same to-
1: argument for writing in, the same argument for voting third party? He's referring – no,
0: it's not. Uh, he's referring to the local candidate who is a Free State Project participant, Andrew Carroll, who ran for, uh, the local, uh, or for, for the state house. And no, it's not, Mark, because when you write in a candidate, it's never reported. But if you get a uh, if you have a libertarian in a race and they get whatever the percentages they get, at least they get the in most cases on a, a breakdown of who got what percentage. The libertarian, in some cases, I don't know, it may not even be fair to say most because sometimes they'll just leave them off. But in some cases, you will actually get to see what the vote total is. You'll never find out unless you go into the. Uh, the Department of Elections, and you ask for the official breakdown of who got how many votes, that's the only way you're ever going to find out how many write-in votes any candidate received. You'll never get it in the in the news
1: media.
2: Well, you'll find out how many write-in votes they say any candidate received. We don't know for sure that they're even counting accurately.
1: That's true. I've never been a big one on voting for uh, libertarians. When it, when, if it's a close race, I'm going to pick one of the two crap heads that I like better.
0: Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. I I don't know if I could do that. Okay, I, I would I would feel too icky by by choosing somebody who's When you a crap have head. the
1: choice of 3 crap heads, why vote for the third party craphead? head?
0: Well, if the guys a crap head, then yeah, that would be. Well,
1: that, well, that's all I get. Generally, you know, you get lesser and greater crap heads. That's what voting's about, Ian. I'm sorry, you know? I mean, even when you're dealing with candidates like Ron Paul where they're 98%, that means 2% crap head. <laughs>
0: Would you have voted for Ron Paul if he was running as a libertarian? You darn tootin!
1: I'll take okay. I'll take a certain percentage of of crapheadiness. Yeah. I understand what I'm doing when it when I do when I vote, but I, I'm not going to lie to myself about that either. Who's lying to themselves? Somebody who says that they have a non craphead that they're voting for. I see. I don't know. I think some candidates are not crapheads.
0: I think that uh, the ones that are really principled, liberty oriented people, I wouldn't even say Ron Paul's a craphead. What
1: about that guy that won when he was dead?
0: He was awesome. That guy I fully support. Yeah. I still support him. I, I support, support his all re-election. dead candidates. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I support him running again. If we could get him <laughs> on the ballot again, because he won. The guy that the, the in the, what was it year two, 2004 or something like that. I think he actually ran away with the race against John Ashcroft in whatever state <laughs> it was, Nebraska or wherever
1: the heck that guy's from.
2: I'm all for dead candidates in every office. Just elect them there,
1: not uh, get rid of them. Don't the do other it, right, yeah, right, we're right. not suggesting killing candidates, everybody. Now that's the
0: kind of fun stuff that I think that people should do in politics. I think that more people should have fun with the system as much as they possibly can. Like run as character candidates, uh, run as Dracula, or run as you know, co- come up with something creative. Because I'm sure, certainly not that creative on these these matters. But some, come up with something creative. Uh, I, t- I attempted to run at one point as nobody, but they they would not allow me to do that. Uh, but to, to, even if you can 't run as Dracula like the name Dracula on the uh, the ballot, it might be fun to just kind of dress up in a Dracula outfit at any kind of campaign event and you know show up in a debate and you know kind of take on that uh, that campaign persona or run as a total authoritarian as well like you could really throw him a curveball and like create the the total status party where you're even more hardcore of a status than the Republicans and Democrats. Yes.
1: We will fi- the state should pick what food you eat. People are not <laughs> smart enough to know what to eat. We will pick all of your food. We must execute all the men.
0: 1-800-2, except for myself. 1-800-259-9231. <laughs>
1: to say stupid things.
0: <laughs> the Sakel CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Hour three, on the way. Your ideas for campaigns are welcome. Or, uh, you know, creative ones, of course.
8: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Tonight in the studio, it's Ian. And Sean. And Mark. To the phones and the fun. Your calls come first. Paul in Canada, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul.
9: Hey, guys. How are you doing?
7: Hey,
0: super. What's on your mind tonight?
7: Uh, well, I just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of uh, feedback of what it's like to live under a single-payer system.
0: Ah, yes. Do tell.
7: And, uh, well, one of the big problems is that there's, there's kind of no responsibility, and it's hard to get through the bureaucracy bureaucracy. Um, for instance, I had a close friend of mine just go through some surgery and the the whole process was a nightmare. So uh, first, you know, the wait was about uh, just over a year before he finally got in.
0: Jeez. How old and, is he? And
7: uh, so after the surgery, he started feeling worse.
0: Paul, if I may interrupt, and, how old is your friend?
7: Uh, he's 29.
0: Okay. All right.
7: And uh, so he started going through uh, you know going back and trying to uh figure out what was wrong, because you know he wasn 't feeling better he 's feeling worse, and the doctor told him that no everything was okay You're Uh just gave him fine. some some medications, some painkillers told him just to rest and uh so uh it progressed further, and uh he kept going back and he you know got the same answer and he when he tried to go see another doctor, they told him they couldn 't do anything he would have to go see his original doctor
0: right you've you 've an assigned a doctor, and that 's that right.
7: Yeah, and so it got to the point where it was so bad he had to go to the hospital and lie and say that he had fallen off of a ladder. And so they took him in and did some tests and said, "Yeah, we have to we have to operate on you." And um afterwards when they had actually, you know, checked his file, they 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 didn't go through with the surgery. They told him he had to go back and see the doctor because nobody else could could operate on him. He would have to go and have the old doctor um do, do do the the new surgery so you so, know
1: so uh you need surgery but the guy who wouldn't give it to you is the the only one uh who's allowed to through i'm the sorry our hands are tied yep
7: yes yeah, so you gotta go back to the guy that botched your first surgery right and
1: uh oh you know if,
7: if that happened you don't necessarily want to go back to the guy that butchered you the first time
0: but what else do you do <laughs> what did he do
7: uh well actually he went in for surgery with with the guy again and he seems to be uh progressing and getting a little bit better.
0: How long did it take to actually get the second surgery? Second surgery uh, took about 10 months. So a year before the first one, is that right? Mm-hmm. And then another 10 months before the corrected surgery happened?
7: Yes. And I mean, uh, it was pretty serious. I mean, the, the guy couldn't, couldn't really walk or leave his house
0: oh, um, when it was, he was getting,
7: you know, close to the second surgery. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: What a nightmare. And we've always heard on this show that they treat young people better than they treat the old people in this system, in the Canadian system.
7: Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, you know, uh, my, my ex partner, her, even the old people, you know, they treat pretty, pretty poorly. You've got a there's long waiting lists. A lot of them end up going to, to the States mm-hmm. or Costa Rica or India or something like this where they can actually uh, go ahead and, and pay for the surgery up front.
0: Do they have any private health care in Canada? Is it just very, very expensive, or does it not exist at all?
7: Uh, you know, I've seen some sort of, you know, uh, like in one province in Alberta, there was a little bit of a push to sort of have a, a part, a part, partial system that was private. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I understand, it's, it's only on particular things, like very, very minor kind of laser surgery, maybe mm-hmm. if you have, a, you know, a hernia or something like this. Uh, but the major surgeries are are restricted to the public system.
1: I want to thank you for that. There's story. always going to the United States and paying for it. It's yeah. crazy. It's just
0: crazy. And, and What is it like living there? The I mean, vast,
1: vast, vast majority of people who live in Canada live within 100 miles of the United States. You well,
0: know. Well, we've heard uh, from folks that live in Canada. There have been the, occasionally there would be people that call in to say, oh, yeah, it's great up here. My sure. experience has been just fantastic. What is it that you've experienced as far as talking with other people that you know? Is there a lot of uh, reverence for the Canadian system, or is it commonly known that it's a bunch of crap?
7: Well, you know, it seems to be deteriorating. So, you know, as I was as growing up, it's kind of, it's almost heresy to, to speak against uh, the healthcare system here.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: But I find that's changing, and I, I, I'm getting a lot of these, these bad experiences. Even myself, you know, I'm kind of trying to go through uh, some, some minor health issues, and it's really hard to, to get in to get any tests done. It takes a long time. And, uh, you know, I guess over time, um, the inefficiencies pile up, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of coming down the tube here now, and people, I, I hope, will will start to, to see this. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm noticing more and more complaints about the system.
0: Thanks for sharing that tonight. I appreciate the story, and don't, hes- don't hesitate to check in if you've got another awful story, and thank you for the call, because they're, n- they're in no short supply up there. And as he points out, things get worse over time, right? So when they, when they build the new jail here, it's all shiny and clean, but give it a 10 years and then see how it looks, right? Same thing with the healthcare system. I'm sure it, it sounded great in the beginning, and it might have looked fine in the very beginning days, and then people started to have, actually have experience with it. Because it's one thing when you're growing up in Canada and they're telling you things like, oh, yeah, it's the best system in the world. Our healthcare system is the best single-payer system in the
1: whole world. Well, then- it's easy to get kids to repeat that stuff you just tell them enough
0: right and then you get old enough to where you actually have to go to the doctor for something and then it's it all comes crashing in how bad the system really is
2: well well, the system probably wasn't that terrible when it first came out because it was doctors who had previously been working in the free market mm. and were accustomed to dealing with customers not patients right and then
0: that all melted away new, new,
2: new doctors come in they've got nothing more than these numbers on pieces of paper and forms to fill out, and they don't really care.
0: Yeah, they're not getting paid based on merit. They're not getting paid based on how great of a doctor they are. They're getting paid the same amount as every other doctor in the system. In some cases, and I don't know how they do it up in Canada, but in some cases in single-payer systems, so-called, of course, we're all paying uh, if you're in that system. But in some cases, the doctors get paid based on it. They get a certain flat rate up to a certain amount based on how, much the, how many people they move through. So, it doesn't matter how good of a job they've done. It doesn't matter whether the customer's satisfied. What matters is whether they saw the patient. Yeah. So, 800 259 9231. And yet, people, despite hearing all the stories, presuming they've heard some of them, like Paul's story there. Despite hearing the stories, they still are in denial about, well, that can't happen here.
1: Well, they know We're how Americans. much it costs. We'll do it right. They know how much it costs to get medical treatment here, and it costs a lot of money. It absolutely does. There are reasons for that. Some of the reasons are that uh, the government's involved in medical care here. Uh, more, than, more than 50%, more than 50 cents on every health care dollar is spent by the government. That means we have a half-socialized system already. So the problems that we have, if you're going to blame them on the free market, could just as easily be blamed on the government. A lot of the things that, uh, you know, like new medical equipment and drugs, those things, I'm going to go ahead and blame on the socialist medicines of other countries. Because essentially the, the area of the world that pays for research and development in the areas of medicine, for new innovations for the areas of medicine, it isn't governments when you have have the government funding things you're not going to see the research and development nearly as quickly no because they're not competing they're going to be busy dollars. researching and developing bombs
0: it's because they're not competing for the dollars of the consumer they're not interested they don't have anybody to beat to the punch there's nobody else who's going to do it first
2: now now imagine if we did have this free market i i, I bet you uh a couple of hardware geeks could put together something that would be roughly equivalent to an MRI machine from 10 or 15 years ago, mm-hmm. for a couple of grand.
0: Oh, yeah. Those, those costs would continue to go down, just like computers keep getting cheaper, but yet the healthcare equipment doesn't go down in cost. It just keeps getting more expensive over time. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, maybe that's not true generally over uh, decades, but it doesn't get cheaper quickly like it should because there's not any, comp- not any significant competition. Not anybody can enter that field. If you want to start designing motherboards in your back, uh, you know your back shed, you can do that in the computer field. You can market it in whatever way you want to. You don't do have to, that; they'll sell you books on how to get started. There you go. You don't have to ask anybody's permission, but you do in the medical field. The more regulated any any field is, any industry is, the less competition, the, the higher the prices, the crappier the service, and the one size fits all government uh, healthcare system is the most regulated you can get. is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have there for you for free. Freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, some of those features include our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Go to BBS.freetalklive.com to do that that's bbs.freetalklive.com now mark if you're going to court
1: you don't have to go it alone indeed yeah, if you're going to court whether you have an attorney or not you need jurisdictionary.com it's a course for people with with attorneys who you know need to know what their attorneys should be doing and for people without an attorney that need to know what to do when they're in court acting as their own attorney it costs the same as uh, an hour with any good lawyer. It works for both plaintiffs and defendants. It's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. I just ordered uh, this course again. Uh, you know, I had borrowed it from a friend, and I thought it was so good that I bought it myself because I wanted to have it for a ticket that I've got coming up. It's Jurisdictionary.com. I know what's in it, and I bought it again, and I recommend it for you. Jurisdictionary.com.
0: All right, so we continue here taking your phone calls about whatever you want, and let's go to Scott in South Carolina. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sean, and Mark.
6: Hey, guys. um, I just wanted to call in, and uh, first and foremost, I wanted to thank uh, you and Mark and all your staff for putting on a great show. Um, Each episode challenges me further and further in my beliefs and principles, and uh, I got started listening all about three months ago. Um, just by chance, I was down at the beach with my girlfriend and was flipped through the channels on the radio station. And apparently one of the FM stations down there was playing your show on a Saturday.
0: Must have been uh, WRNN in Myrtle Beach?
6: Yeah, yeah, that was yep. it. And um, I think you're all talking about police r- brutality, which could have been any day. Yeah. Um, so uh, i listened to it, and it's just like like nothing I'd ever heard before on the radio. Um, and it's just something that a lot of people, especially in my area, I mean they're they basically worship the police thinks they're they the um greatest thing ever. Mm. Um Where are you at in South Carolina? And, um in Florence. It's about um I guess a hour west of uh Myrtle Beach. Okay. Yep. And, um, so I'm yeah, glad you
0: glad you found the show uh when you first heard it uh what you noticed it was really different uh, how quickly did you pick up our website and and come to uh to visit us?
6: That night Oh, great! That night, as soon as I got home, that night after I dropped off my girlfriend, I mean, I checked out that night. And uh,
0: um, I, what, what did your girlfriend think?
6: She was. Um, she kind of already knew I was a libertarian, um, and even since since that time, I've even come even I guess further over to the libertarian side, was to like the volunteerist side. And uh, she was kind of kind of shocked by some of the stuff they were saying. Not necessarily because the content, just be like, oh wow, there's. Um, they're saying that, that on the radio around here yeah <laughs> like, oh my god
1: what, what is this you just can't hear it anywhere else no it's true but, um,
6: the other reason i was calling in is i was listening to a previous um, day's episode and uh, you're reading like a story by um this lady um pam Martin's, and uh she was talking about this uh charles coke fellow and his coke industries and how y'all are Hide in with Coke
0: Industries. Right, that it's
1: all and, a uh, big conspiracy. Yeah. By the way, yeah. I'd like to point out, uh, she's, she has all, all this to say about the Free State Project and how it's a big conspiracy. Uh, there's been a small bump in, uh, it's, it's her third article, but it's been a small bump in sign-ups for the, the Free State Project. Because and, of her article? Yeah, I don't know. I can never prove this, but every time one of her articles comes out, there's a bump in sign-ups. Maybe Varen, uh, the president of the Free
0: State Project, sh- should send her a thank you card.
1: I've I've thanked her on the uh, the message boards,
0: <laughs> but yeah, this woman believes that uh, the Free State Project is, uh, which of course is a movement of uh, liberty lovers all converging into New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty, is somehow this top-down controlled conspiracy by a man named Charles Koch who runs, uh, you know, a, a paper manufacturing company, basically.
6: Yeah, and it, it was interesting because. Um I guess kind of in a way I can almost thank her because I'd been considering the, uh, the Free State Project, participating in it once I'm finished with college because I'm going to school to be a forester. Mm. Um, so if by any chance he does can decide to invest in the New Hampshire area, <laughs> yeah, I'd, be, I'd be glad to work for him and, and help. Georgia Pacific cut down some trees, not all of them of course, because i don't want I, I enjoy the outside well the nice and,
0: thing about uh you know the companies that uh, that do harvesting trees for a living is they want to make a living and they want to do it for generations, so they keep yeah. planting trees
1: right yeah, everybody yeah. i've talked to my town is full of people that do this for a living, and I'll tell you harvest trees yeah they're, they're loggers yeah. and i'll tell you none of them uh you know they're, they're not about harvesting logs just to clear-cutting. That's not what they're about. They go in, they pick them, they use these things called skitters, um, they, they pull them out, they, 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 they care about the forest, they, they care about the way they leave it, and, you know, the guy that I picked to do my property, he did a fabulous job. The reason
0: why clear-cutting happens when it happens is almost always because it's happening on government-owned property, where the government managers don't care about what happens to it, they lease it out to a company that doesn't care about what happens because they don't own it. They're not going to... Uh, it's Because it's like a renter. They, yes. uh, they're just going to strip mine it, or they're gonna, going to cut all the trees down, or whatever resource it is they're trying to uh, to garner from it. They are not interested in renewing it, if it's possible to renew it, because it's not their property. They don't have to sell it down the line, so screw it. What do they care?
6: Yeah, the, the incentives that they have are, are totally perverse. And um, I'm a big... I do not like clear-cutting. Um, I'll see areas... Um, in South Carolina that had been clear cut and it's, it looks terrible. How many it's people not who good would do good for wildlife either?
0: And it totally makes sense that you would say that, right? How many people would get into the tree business who hate trees?
6: Yeah. <laughs> how many, think, how many I, of them I mean, are there? I'm going to spend pretty much my entire day walking around in the woods with a notepad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, and,
1: um you know it's certainly the the technology and logging has changed over the years I mean it's absolutely true that uh, the clear cutting has existed it still exists when you want when people you know want to make a, a tree lot into a you know building lot or something like that those things still exist but you know it they they take these things and and they blow them out of proportion they show they show the way things used to be done and it's it's not I mean the, the whole uh, society there's been a societal change that it's at least on the way if it hasn't been made, that clear cutting is not an acceptable way to go get wood.
0: Scott, is there anything else you
1: want to share tonight?
6: Oh, uh, no, that's all, guys. Glad you're wanted, out there. Um, thanks. Put my two cents in and Th- say uh, that keep doing what you're doing. I mean, um, to you and all your staff, you're thanks. Good job. We got nothing else to talent. do.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from All you. Call our staff. Glad you-, Wait, you guys have a staff?
1: <laughs> Shut up, call- staff. <laughs>
0: can call volunteer staff? I suppose you can, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The,
1: the people that you hear on the show besides ourselves essentially do it for free. Yeah, now when- and then I can throw them a couple of bucks for uh, voicing an ad or yeah. some, some kind of uh, a special activity, but 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 not much.
0: I remember when I was working at Christian camp when I was a kid. And, you know, I was volunteering there, but I got to. Cons- I considered myself staff, and it felt good. It felt like, you know, important. I'm part of staff. something important. You get that staff T-shirt on, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, think you could, you I,
2: know. I became a professional talk radio host two weeks ago when I filled in. I got five got whole paid. dollars for that three hours of that's work. Right.
1: Well, well, that's right. I think right. you could call, like, Zeus and Johnson staff. I mean, they're, they're really remote, though. They, they don't actually work right here, yeah, and they're not on a salary. They're just... I mean that uh, I don't know if that's accurate, right? Because
0: they're, they're Zeus and Johnson are contractors. Okay, they're the closest
1: thing we have.
0: Johnson being our graphics guru and web guy, one of our web guys, and Zeus being the man with the voice that you hear on Lrn.fm. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. <laughs> We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live and you take control of the airwaves toll free 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 join us on our website freetalklive.com we give you the features on the site free so head over there and enjoy those if you've got a smartphone you can go to m.freetalklive.com get quick access to our streams our podcast m.freetalklive.com m is for mobile uh, tonight, it's Ian with you, and Sean, and Mark, inviting you again to the phones and the fun, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dave in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Dave in Canada, going once. Dave in Canada, going twice. How about Wes in Idaho? Wes, you are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Wes.
10: Hey, guys. How's it going tonight?
0: Hey, is this Wes Spurran from Complete Sounds Live Yes, Alzheimer? it
10: is. Hey, Wes, Indeed. What's, on,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
10: Well, I just thought I'd call in to tell you who I'm voting for this year.
0: <laughs> nobody.
10: <laughs> nobody. <laughs> oh, I like
2: nobody. He keeps promises.
10: Yeah, nobody definitely keeps promises. And nobody will help you out, too.
0: Indeed. Nobody I love the, respect uh, your
10: rights, all uh, that stuff.
0: I love the <laughs> no, the nobody campaign. I, I hope somebody uh, picks that up and runs with it someday in a political Yeah, way. my
10: friend JP is thinking about doing some activism down in San Diego with that sort of flyer, handing it out to people.
0: A lot of those San Diego folks option, are. Yeah. Uh, was we were just down there actually for Libertopia, Libertopia. dot org, I think, was their website, and yeah. uh, they uh, there were a number of San Diego folks there, and it seemed like most of them were talking about moving to New Hampshire. So I thought that was great news.
10: Yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Because there's a few dozen of them, and that, you know, strength in numbers, right?
0: The more the merrier. We really need to get as many people up to New Hampshire as soon as possible because it just, you know, we've seen a lot of changes. I mean, it's how long has it been since you've been here, Wes? Because when I moved here four years ago, you were living here. You moved away mm-hmm. for, for health reasons. Um, you're coming back. Have you yes. been back to visit since you left?
10: I have not, no. I left the spring, actually beginning the summer of 2007. So it's been over three years. Wow. Yeah. I intend to get there about the same time that Adam and Pete do, I think, at the beginning of the year. So.
0: I, I don't know if they're coming back exactly then. Their their plans seem to be a little bit up in the air. You're talking about Adam and Pete from uh, LibertyOnTour.com. Yeah. I know they're mm-hmm. going to come up here at least temporarily because they've got uh, court trials in Massachusetts in early January. And we'll certainly be checking in with them at that time. Uh, At that time, but we're hoping they come up sooner rather than later. But, man, it's going to be a shock to the system for you, Wes, because there's a lot (laughs) of people here. It's still just amazing to me... Uh, I mean, you remember what it was like when you lived here three or four years ago, and folks, yeah. if they wanted to get together, they would have to come from all areas of the state in order to converge in one place, uh, in order to uh-huh. get some level of numbers. And every single, oh, just this past weekend, I was at karaoke for the first time for in, in months because the my master in the, the robe in the court uh, allows me out of my house now at uh-huh. night I
10: to hit the high notes.
0: Yeah. And so I went out to karaoke and there were probably about 25 Liberty activists there. It was the solid majority of the people in that bar that we were uh, were attending karaoke were Liberty folks. It's not a big
1: place, but yeah.
0: People who moved here as part of the Free State Project. And I'm just, you know, seeing things like that, seeing people interacting with one another on that level, just on a social occasion – is just, it's wonderful for me because I was here when there were five people in the the immediate area and they were all of different age ranges. And when I say 25 people, I mean 25 people all within, you know, between age 20 and 30, all within the same generation, basically. It's great.
10: Yeah, I think more and more young people are getting the the word, you know, the news about this whole project and what it means for their lives. Because, I mean, the younger, younger you are, the more chances there are of having freedom in your lifetime. so. It moves everyone to really get motivated and, and get active
0: about it. And well, that's true. It's a true statement, but I would hope that folks who are that are up in their ages uh, would also be motivated because mm-hmm. you know what do you have to lose, and don't you want to leave a nice uh, as nice a world as possible for any grandchildren or children that uh, that you might have out in it? And plus, you've got people like Julian Heichlin who I think are really inspirational. A seventy nine year old man who has been going around from federal courthouse to federal courthouse courthouse. courthouse doing fully informed jury association activism, reaching out to jurors, informing them of their right to nullify the law uh, and getting arrested for it over and over again. Julian doesn't have anything better to do. He doesn't have a career. He's retired. He doesn't have kids to take care of at home. They're all grown up and moved out. So he can devote literally his full time that he has to doing activism. I wish we had 20 more Julian Heiklins and they were all in New Hampshire. Unfortunately, we don't.
10: Absolutely. I mean, it really doesn't matter what age you are, because um, if you can strive for freedom in your life, that's the most important thing, basically, because it enables you to make your own choices. Uh, by the way, I actually spoke to a superior court judge in San Diego once at, uh, at this panel discussion at a law school, a little, uh, little mixer afterwards, and he said that they passed a law in California outlawing jury nullification.
9: Hmm. <laughs> How ironic is that, huh? Wow. Yep. How
2: are they going to know if it happens? If, exactly. if the jury just comes back exactly when they're not guilty, I believe well, you can't inform you. the
1: jury of it at your trial. I mean, I believe here in New Hampshire that you can do just that. I don't know about that, Mark. It's Has my, it been done? Uh, it's my understanding that you, that, that it's protected by law, but I yeah. don't know about Yeah, that. We all
10: well, know they like to use laws to get their way. Right. And you know, the reason I called in, uh, the last couple of nights, a couple of people have called in about the voting issue and we spoke a few weeks ago about it. And I did three episodes on my podcast about it using clips from the show when I called in and so forth. And, uh, trying to kind of explain my point of view on this, and it seems that something was lost in translation. Um, I know Erin called up last night and uh, said a few things like, it's a huge stretch that it legitimizes the system. She didn't believe that. Um, and there, there's also the issue of, of my, there's it, it almost like some ad hominem fallacy going on too, because it really doesn't matter what's happening in my personal life. Uh, it really matters what the truth of the ideas are. Um, the reason why she does know about my personal life, we actually were in a relationship uh, at the beginning of this year. I picked But I, that. I haven't heard from her for a few months. <laughs> so she's not really privy to my perspective on this now. I know she mentions Stefan Molyneux, and he has a theory, of course, of using the against me argument. You know, basically trying to free up your personal life with your family members and your friends if they're in favor of using violence against you to promote the health of the state. Uh, and even voting i guess could be seen as a form of violence in this regard so if they're resistant to accepting the truth about this then you have a choice right either you stay with them and you uh, put up with the resistance and even the abuse sometimes that's inflicted on liberty lovers because we all know we're in the minority right the smallest minority in the world is individual so he has this process of of defooing in other words um, decoupling from your family of origin. foo stands for family of origin in psychotherapy. So this is a long, drawn-out process, typically, when people actually have these conversations with people in their personal life and explain their feelings about what it means to live in a society that coercion is, is the foundation of, right? So it, it's about finding the truth in what people's level of curiosity is, basically. If they're not curious, then what happens? Well, I was kind of of that perspective, although I didn't take it to that level with people that aren't resistant to me. So my mom, for example, Aaron mentioned this that she sends me emails from the Ron Paul revolution stuff, right? And I've had numerous conversations with her about anarchism and she doesn't resist it. She she understands what I'm saying. She actually agrees with it. She doesn't think it's going to happen, right? So she defaults to the sort of pragmatic approach Yeah, of I tend to I tend to agree vote for some liberty lover, right? Mhm. So um, as a consequence of not getting the resistance, and I had to talk about this on a podcast uh, a long time ago with Daniel uh, Lockamaker and uh, Brett Vinat, before he was doing the School Sucks podcast, we talked about this, about what happens in your family when people aren't resistant to you and you're espousing the truth, but they don't accept it, really. They They don't not vote, right? They don't do the things that voluntarists would do, in a sense.
1: You know, so, Wes, it, you keep on coming back to this voting thing as though that's yeah, aggressing yeah. against you, and I, I guess I, I have some questions. Um, sure. If if voting is aggression, is participating in a jury aggression? Is uh, going to court and defending yourself against uh, the, uh, the you know the state? And its aggressions is that perpetuating the state because that's the that's the claim sort of with uh, voting is that you're perpetuating the state you're giving these people by participating you, you're emotionally bolstering it. these people by uh, going and participating this you're, you're sanctioning them and I you know by going and, 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 and fighting my ticket am I sanctioning the judicial system
0: Let's get the answer from Wes in a moment if you can hang on Wes more with him and this is Wes Bertrand by the way with uh, complete liberty dot com podcast great show also available on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. More Free Talk Live and Moments. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. live and only moments remain but maybe enough time for your call to make it now to 1-800-259-9231 the sacral CAI toll free line 800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com we have a lot of features there and if you want to support the show you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month and what we do with that money is we reinvest it into the program. We Get on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You can also get perks, or you will get perks, if you're a Free Talk Live amplifier, like access to the AMP-only forum, the AMP-only call-in lines uh, podcast, and more. Go get the details. Get signed up. Amp.freetalklive.com. By the way, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. We've been talking... About it here for just a little bit. Uh, Wes Bertrand is with us. He's a Free State Project uh, participant. He's the host of Complete Liberty, the podcast available over at Liberty dot com, also airing on LRN.fm. FM. And uh, the Free State Project is a movement of thousands of like-minded liberty-oriented people. Maybe you could be one of them uh, to get together to make the move to New Hampshire in order to get together and get active. For Liberty. We've been here, Mark and myself, now for uh, just over four years. Sean, you're coming up on your first full year here in another month or so. Yep. And uh, it's just an absolute blast being around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. But they don't all agree on everything. And uh, Wes Bertrand is here to talk about one of the issues. which That is he's fairly- wrong on. <laughs> Which is fairly uh, controversial amongst the liberty-minded folks, and that is voting. And, Wes, you've been talking about it extensively in your podcast recently, uh, playing some clips from uh, a call that you made to to our show a few weeks yeah. ago where we del- uh, delved into this in a very deep manner for a good solid hour. And we're You've obviously-
1: robbed us of our intellectual property, Wes. <laughs> no. uh, so that's one of the <laughs> things we a agree on, mind I think. On
0: that.
10: Go ahead and sue me if you want,
1: though.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think we're on board uh, together on a whole lot of things. But one of the things we do disagree on is uh, is voting. And Mark had a question for you. If you could, Mark, recap your question quickly. For
1: well, I, my question was essentially if voting is propagating the system and uh, violence against your neighbor, which I, sound like arguments that you've made in the past. If I if I need uh, coaching on that and I'm not exactly right, please let me know. But, um,
10: Bob rule, two wolves and a sheep deciding what to have for dinner and all that stuff. OK, yeah. good.
1: Um, is that true in the case of Jer- If if I participate in the uh, voir dire process and go on a jury and I vote, for the innocence of an individual there that has not hurt anyone um, that is, you know, say brought up on a drug on a marijuana charge or something like that. And I say, no, he hasn't hurt anyone. And I vote in that jury process. Have I perpetuated the legal system? If I go in, for instance, on a speeding ticket and I fight it in yes. court, have I perpetuated the system? by acknowledging its by legitimacy? Acknowledging and sanctioning the, uh, the, the, the system by participating in it or. Um, I would
10: and- say yes with the, Former and no with the latter. Okay. Um, I actually addressed that former one, the one about going in on a, as a juror, and uh, I think it was episode 122 uh, specifically addressed the idea of being a juror because you are bound to abide by that ju- judge's edicts, right? You're in a monopolistic system that's based on injustice because they rely on extortion to stay in business, so you know this judge doesn't have any grasp of justice. He's an extortionist. I even had a judge in, in San Diego admit That he's an extortionist to me. I have it on recording. It's an online podcast. Maybe we are extorting it from you. I really can't answer that question is what he said. But in fact, he answered the question. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a sense working for an individual who doesn't understand justice, it's really hard to get justice. I understand the intention to try to do it that way. But I think there are more root striking behaviors that voluntarists have, have identified to actually achieve liberty in, so you're in, saying in
0: some, it is – let me see. I'm clear here. You're saying it is legitimizing the system by serving on a jury? Yeah. yeah. Even pos- though, And even possibly
1: though- saving somebody who hasn't uh, – because, I mean, on a jury, one yes. vote can hang that jury and keep an innocent person out of jail. So you know on that jury okay, no, that know, your the vote will is matter. tied
10: to the train tracks. The train is barreling down. The person's tied to the train tracks. Am I going to unbound them, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I understand the argument.
1: Oh, I'm just saying. Um, I mean, you know, in that uh, that circumstance, that you can help somebody who hasn't harmed anyone if you get placed on, yeah, and AIDS. it's not as okay, it's not as diffuse we,
0: as uh, that helping somebody in that case is not near as diffuse as voting, where you don't ever know what's going to happen, and you know, maybe your vote will count, maybe it won't. Whereas if you go in a jury too. and you vote not guilty for somebody, there's a good chance that person is going to be set free.
10: Uh, perhaps, but how do we set ourselves free from the extortion that the organization? Uh, you know, does with us to stay in business, if, if you will, business in quotes. I mean, that's the real issue. You is stop that, paying. Want them. to live in a? Uh, you stop, stop paying, paying exactly. and you stop obeying. Yes, you mentioned that last night with Aaron because that is that is one main component. Actually, the probably the biggest one is this compliance of giving the money to the people that are abusing you. Basically, you know, giving the the bully the lunch money because. That's not going to bring about different behavior, obviously. And getting back to the, the, the sort of de Molyneux sort of perspective, uh, again, my, my views have changed recently within the last few weeks, actually, after reading a book called Nonviolent Communication, The Language of Love by Marshall Rosenberg. Are you guys familiar with nonviolent communication?
1: No. I'm not, no. no.
10: That explains why you argue all the time, right?
1: <laughs> hey, we got a radio show to do, pal.
10: Exactly. Yeah, I suppose it would uh, be dead air if you, if you actually practice this. But no, actually, it, it's a really effective method by which to get your needs met, as well as get the the op- opponents, if you will, needs met, uh, too. And this can apply to personal relationships, as well as liberty activism. So I really look forward to introducing this, this stuff on my show, as well as, you know, utilizing it when I get to New Hampshire, too, because it is a win-win strategy. And it's all about generating empathy with the other people, uh, connecting with their feelings and needs so that they feel understood and then they f- therefore empathize with you it's very to important to get your needs
1: met. That's the way that you convince people of things, because you don't convince them of, by cajoling them, calling them names, and showing them just yeah. how stupid they are.
0: Like by yeah, calling somebody immoral kind of the...
1: for voting, you mean? <laughs> that... well, I,
10: yeah, I got kind of the impression that Aaron believes that I judge people as immoral if they vote. I don't. I'm looking at the process itself and seeing it as not a strategy by which we can achieve freedom because it's essentially you know the whole electoral process is distributing the responsibility to the point where everyone's anonymous and no one's held accountable for what happens I tend to agree with that
0: statement I mean if that's how you're looking at it then I would agree with you I don't think voting is particularly effective I don't think it's generally going to be how we reach freedom I think that we have to change hearts and minds and we have to stop obeying and stop paying these criminals however in the meantime I don't have a problem with sitting on a jury and setting a man free who is not guilty of harming anybody that's something I can tangibly do to affect one person's life and especially if I've set that person free and I go talk to them after I've, I've
1: yeah, managed to set them free. He might be a pretty easy convert.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, the voting process and the political process, as despicable as it all is to me, I still see that people pay attention to it. And it's a it's it is a venue, however illegitimate, to uh, to get the ideas of liberty out there. And had you know, had Harry Brown not run for uh, for president in the year two thousand, I don't know if I'd be a libertarian today. I don't know. I can't say. Maybe I would have come come to it through through different channels. And if uh,
1: Ian wasn't, then I wouldn't be. Yeah, where and, would? free talk live be what about the people that come
0: here because of the ron paul campaign i mean i've i've met folks that have uh, have moved to Keene, new hampshire and are total voluntarists now who who came first through the ron paul campaign they found it through the political process so it seems silly to just shun all of that wes
10: well if you guys would have been promoting like voluntarist.com i think it is uh then people could have found out about it that way, right, Carl No, Walker, he
0: found right. out about the ideas of freedom through the Ron Paul campaign. Eventually, found, these people okay. that have moved have found the Ron Paul campaign right. and then eventually found the Free State Project. I don't know Free if you're Talk aware of this, but the newspapers right. so, and
1: magazines aren't really interested in com. They are, however, exactly. interested in political exactly. candidates.
0: So that exposes the
10: cultural dynamic that we're operating in. I'm just saying that if we look at the truth of the matter, the government itself is a criminal organization, so how do we... Try to evolve beyond this and restructure this domination institution, as Marshall, Marshall Rosenberg points out.
3: That's an excellent the process question. Of
10: empathetic communication with people. And I'm not about uh, the whole moral, moralizing thing. I know Stefan is, you know, he's a moral philosopher, right? So it gets to that level of declaring people to be bad or evil or that the actions are so egregious that he that just shuns them. But I think that the nonviolent communication strategy is going to get our needs met much, much better. I agree. And I, I'd,
0: I'd, like to hear, I'd like to hear more about this, but I tend to agree with you that, uh, that uh, shunning people, I think there's, uh, there's, there's an extent to which it's appropriate, but I also think that forgiving them is uh, is more appropriate and, and moving on rather than seeking some sort of punishment or, or retaliation for them. I wish we could yeah, dig in further.
10: Think, do you ahead. think anyone's behavior has ever been changed to the better when they've been blamed and shamed and, and guilt-tripped?
1: It it it's got to have happened, but I think that it's it's a more effective way to uh, to, to to you know to love people into a, a new opinion.
0: Wes, we're looking forward to having you up here uh, in New Hampshire okay, to Dave. add to the conversation, and maybe uh, maybe we'll take your show live here one of these days. I would love to have that happen. Uh, that would be cool over on Absolutely. Lrn.fm. Thanks, Wes, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Let's sneak uh, Daryl in here in the last remaining moments. Daryl you've got about the last thirty seconds. Hey, how you guys doing? Quickly, Daryl, go for it.
9: Uh, what a you about the free patriot peace prize and ask your listeners to vote uh we will be honoring someone who supports the non-aggression principle
1: i went and so did that if you
9: go to peaceprizefreepatriot presscom you can vote
4: voting ends at the end of the month
0: daryl thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you we will be back tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.